and this is Shit on the Table. So how was your week? Um, my week was fine, like if we're talking on a business standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> on a personal standpoint, it was an emotional roller coaster. Um, but it was fine so, business-wise, but I did... So personally? <laughs> personally, well, it was my birthday week. Uh, so I turned the big 3 this week. And everybody acted like they hated my guts. <laughs> Just to throw me a surprise birthday party. So I made everybody feel like shit. <laughs> because everybody made me feel like shit. And <laughs> she felt so in love. I did. So I we decided... I decided, actually, I should say I decided that I didn't want to throw a big birthday bash that I've wanted to do um, for unforeseen reasons. Uh, we have to do IVF, so I decided that we were going to save some money mm-hmm. and put that towards our IVF fund. It makes sense. Right? And so me being me, the week of my birthday was like, fuck, I should have just thrown a party. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really want to celebrate my 30th birthday. Like, the last time I truly had a party and, like, celebrated my birthday or myself was when I was 21. I haven't thrown a party for myself in a very long time. So I was like, well, it's my 30th birthday. I've always wanted to celebrate it. But then, like, I shouldn't have denied myself. And then earlier this year, you wanted to throw yourself a funeral-style yes. death to your 20s-style yeah. uh, birthday party. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted everybody to dress in, like... Morning attire. Yeah, like suits. Like, kind of have it... You know, a little formal, like, yeah. slay, you know what I mean? Let's do this. And so, but then I decided, uh, once we found out we had to do IVF, like, let's just not do it. It, You know, it is what it is. It's just another thing I have to sacrifice. And so, like, I got a little bitter, but then I came to terms with it. But then my stepmom was like, oh, well you know, are you doing anything? And I was like, no, we're not doing the party, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, maybe I'll take over and, like, we could do a little something. So then I got my hopes up. And then I never heard anything back. And so then it's getting closer and closer. And I'm like, well, maybe they're, like, throwing a surprise birthday party. But then Harvey, like, played guilt real good. (laughs) And so, like, I would say, like, little things, and he'd be like, really, like, we're not doing anything. Like, we're just going to dinner. And I'm like, okay. And so then I start being like, I just feel like nobody, like, loves me or appreciates me. I'm like, I throw parties for like my family when they ask me to Being like, can you help me out with your sister's birthday party and help you out with this? And I'm always like, yeah. So then I'm like, wow, like not one person has reached out to me to like throw this party. And so I'm thinking like, wow, okay, like this isn't happening. And then Harvey's like not doing anything. He's not like giving up anything. And so then he bought me, like, this really good gift, and I'm like, okay. Like, I thought we were saving money, but okay. And then, like, he takes me to a really nice dinner, and I was like, well, who's paying for this? Like, are we or are you paying for it? Because he has a second job that he keeps money for himself in his band. And he's like, well, I'm paying for it. And I was like, okay. Well, what about my gift? Did you pay for it or did we pay for it? And he's like, I paid for it. And I was like, okay. And then so, like, we're at this dinner, right? And, like, I'm knocking back like two glasses of wine 
<laughs> which all that's all it takes and I'm like so did you like not ask any of my friends if they could come to dinner and he was like I just didn't think about it like I just thought it would be cool if it was me and you and I was like okay like <laughs> all right then like whatever and I'm like drinking getting drunk and I'm like whatever and so then I'm thinking because we had a really early dinner Okay. And like, I knew my cousin, he was born on the same day, was having us like his birthday party. So I'm thinking like, it'll just be friends and like my parents. So, cause I got it in my head. Well, early dinner, it's five o'clock. Maybe everybody's like at my house. I'm like, but my house is kind of a mess. And I was like, oh, well, Joanne would clean it. Like, yeah, she just get it ready. So that's plenty of time. We were there until like seven. And so I'm like, okay, I get home. I legit like walked around my house. <laughs> Not one person was there. So then I'm like, wow, okay. Oh, and I had cried that morning. Like, I'm texting Vanessa and our friend Stacia, and my dad called me, and I'm, like, crying while making pancakes, like, legit crying. And I'm just like, no, like, nothing. Like, nothing. (laughs) Vanessa's like, no, like, I'm busy, and, like, I'm in pain and shit. Like, we're doing nothing. And I was like, well, what are you doing for Halloween? And I'm like, are you taking, like, trick-or-treating? And she's like, no, we're not doing anything. And I'm like... Okay. Like which whatever. is which is when I say I'm not doing anything. Is she really me? I'm She's really not going to do anything. anything. It's very typical of me yeah, to stay it's home. Very when, valid. When things are not inconvenient or not convenient for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's like, it's the whole COVID thing. Like, we decided to stay home. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, it's believable. It's not like yeah. another friend saying, oh, we're not doing anything for Halloween. That's not believable to me. Like, with mm-hmm. Jonathan and Adam. They always have a Halloween party to go to every year. So I hit them up being like, well, fuck it. If nobody's going to party with me, I know that they will party with me. (laughs) And I'm like, they're like, well, we're going to a Halloween party. And I was like, cool. So I'm like hounding them. Like, well, what costumes are you wearing? Blah, blah, blah. You're trying to get the invite. Yeah. No, I invited myself. (laughs) And I was like, hey, well, can I go? And Jonathan's like, yeah, that's fine. And then Harvey's like, well, who are you talking to? And I was like, well, I might be going to a Halloween party tomorrow. And he's like, oh, Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like Jonathan Adam invited me and he's like, well, can I go? And I was like, well, I got to ask him. So I asked Jonathan and I'm like, Harvey's being like really butthurt right now. Can he go? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Not knowing I'm inviting myself and my husband to my own party. (laughs) And he said that he was like, they were laughing and I'm like, so everybody's just like laughing at my expense. Oh, it was great. My dad, like, hangs up on the phone with me while I'm crying. And he's just like, okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow for, like, just dinner. And I'm like, like, I'm literally fucking crying. And I'm telling you that, like, Joanne dropped the ball. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I just don't feel loved. (laughs) Like, what is happening? I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. Very emotional. And then, like, I find out Vanessa's, like, advocating for my emotional turmoil. <laughs> oh, my God. It was... <laughs> I was. And telling my husband to scare me with spiders to keep me on edge. Like, what? <laughs> I just wanted to see you break down so hard. I was broken. I know. <laughs> it could have gone worse if Harvey had a little bit more balls. No, he was, like... He, he was so stressed out. Oh, he was because I'm telling him, like, emotional childhood trauma came out (laughs) i'm like i'm always secondary and like that's just how i feel and like when it comes to life like nothing works out for me and like that just like shit happens and like 
It might work out beautifully for someone else. I go and do the same thing, the same route, the next, literally, I'm the next in line for it. Then that turns into shit. Yeah. So like this to me was not out of ordinary in my life. So I'd never questioned it Yeah. because I'm like, this is just my life and it's around my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like this is normal. This is normal that people would forget about me or that like not necessarily care so i'm like this is this is it so literally i'm crying on my birthday i felt really bad because we're at a beautiful restaurant i'm looking fine like i'm yeah you looked really good yeah i'm like i'm gonna still look hot like i bought this dress for my 30th birthday even if i sat home and ate ice cream in it i was gonna fucking wear that dress yeah you know i'm like whatever so it dinner was torturous i felt so bad for harvey like (laughs) i'm just like holding back tears in a beautiful restaurant, just like stabbing, <laughs> stabbing, stabbing him with my words. <laughs> and I'm telling him like, I'm so sorry. Like I know I should be like appreciative and like I am, but I'm also kind of like bitter. <laughs> and he's just like, I fucking hate this. He's, he told me never again. Like he's not doing it. So then like we're rolling up to my parents' house for dinner. It was supposed to just be a dinner and we went to cocktails. And so Vanessa's messaging me. She's like, well, what you up to? And I'm like, well, I'm on my way to my parents' house for dinner, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like mm, whatever. Like, nobody really cares. And I was like, well, what are you guys doing? She's like, oh, well, I'm home. Like, I'm in super pain. I might, like, you know, take a pill or something. And I'm like, that sounds fun. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. And so then I'm like, well, I might go to a Halloween party later with Jonathan and Adam. She was trying to make me <laughs> jealous, hyped up. I was trying to make myself feel good. Little do I know she's standing in the same room as Jonathan and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so then I get there and then my little brother answers the door and like, it's dark. And like, funny enough, I just see Adam's face in the darkness because it's kind of really white. Yeah. <laughs> He's adorable though. He is. And then... Vanessa, I saw Vanessa to the left, and then my parents, and then I just, like, started crying. We couldn't even get the surprise out, because she wouldn't get through the fucking doorway. <laughs> that was Gabriel's so, fault. So, it was, like, complete mishap <laughs> on her part again, because we were all, like, hyped up, ready to scream at her face. I'm ready, like, to scream at her face. <laughs> no. And she comes in through the doorway, and she just starts crying and holding on to her brother, like, Ugh. and I'm like, it Happy literally birthday. goes like this. You hear, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, everyone's like, What's She wouldn't on? get inside the house. <laughs> it's just fucking funny. I was emotional. I was crying. Like, legit was crying. I had, I wore black makeup. <laughs> so I had black coming down. It was just... Yeah. It's great. But they all wanted to know that you were loved. We got yeah. you your cake. We got you your the foods that you can eat, the booze that you can drink. And no, I, it was a great time. And we got you the presents that you like. Because we love you. <laughs> yeah, they do. And then, like, I was apologizing to everybody. But it's okay. <laughs> they know. Oh, they, I'm sure they were 100% expecting it. I know, but it was... For me, it was the most entertaining <laughs> I've had in a long time. Just, oh my God. We had our own separate like thread of text messages between us and um, friends who could not be there, but were still supportive of it. And um, 
it was poor Harvey. He was just like, I'm never going to do this again. This is my poor baby. So sad. And I'm like in there, like just fucking keep it going. Keep her anxiety so high. Just, just tear it down. And it's not because I don't love you. It's just, I wanted that moment to be so epic and it wasn't in its own Vanessa way for you, but it was just so funny. I was just laughing hysterically like the whole time. Like, Nah, we're going to make her happy, but before that... <laughs> yeah, no, like, I was dying. I, I don't like surprises, and I'm not one of those kind of people that keep secrets very well. No, that's why I was surprised you held out. Oh, it's only because of the sheer torturing of you. Yeah. That was literally oh, it. Oh, I know, 100%. And it was... You're like, oh, I could keep this secret to keep this going. Yeah, and it was only because of my own self-satisfaction, because I'm a selfish bitch, but yeah. So I'm glad that your birthday and your 30s kicked off in a different route. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to talk to my therapist about all of this. Like, nobody loves me. Oh, she's <laughs> totally going to be like, what they did was still bad. Oh, she's like, you're she's gonna like be- just so you know, you're going to get over a little bit of childhood trauma for that day. <laughs> But you're going to go into just different trauma. Right? Surprises like, are gaslighting 100%. Yeah, surprises <laughs> are not going to be in your favor anymore. Keep it to gifts. I love gift surprises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's great. But, yeah. I did find a groomer out here that charges $15. Yeah, I know. That was insane. And I don't know who that person is. And they need to be. She does it in her house. And she charges $50 for a full groom. Okay, so I do dogs in my house. And then there's very few people I give a discount to. Um, But in my house, it's still $50. Yeah. For a small dog in my house. Um, And that's, again, I rarely do any inside my house. It's just like the older clients that I've had for years. And they just live closer to my neighborhood and they don't want to go to my actual job mm-hmm. um because my job pay it's it's an hourly and i do appreciate that hourly but i have occasional dogs that really can't go into a salon at all because now they're at that point where they're too old some you know there's a lot of risks involved some can't have certain vaccines i'm sorry about that some can't have vaccines you know some can't be up to date or they can't fit in a salon molding excuse me I get that and so that's the risk that I take I don't recommend doing dogs inside your house to be honest guys but I unless you have like the facility and the zoning and all that stuff to do it right yeah no I if I could do it right I would do it real right but this is just like maybe twice a month thing that I do and it's just for a little extra dough and I don't I don't recommend it it's just I have all my stuff from my last shop that I had it was it's Still convenient enough for me, um, but I tell everybody and I let them know I'm uninsured. Um, your dog can't escape my house because it's not coming back. Like they are very aware of the risks that they're taking coming to my house, and that's their prerogative. So that's what it is. I don't. I don't encourage it. Just so you guys know, I don't encourage it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Um, just yeah. Yeah. So. Fuck that. $15. She can suck a cock or he can suck a cock. I don't know. They, yeah. They can they, definitely. Whoever they are. And like somebody was advocating for this person. So I chimed in and was like, look, if you're paying $15 for that groom, that person is most likely uninsured. Using Dawn dish soap. Not using proper equipment. And if an injury does happen, you are SOL. Yeah. 
Like, it's true. Yeah. You come to my house, you're SOL. Yeah. There's... You are SOL. I still use bougie ass products, but it's just because I had a shop. Yeah. You go to this person's house. If they're charging $15, they probably have absolutely no education. Even if they were doing it as a quote unquote hobby or to keep up on skill sets, Mm -hmm. they had to have had the knowledge beforehand to keep up a skill set like, or they're learning a skill set. Yeah. If they're learning a skill set, I can understand a slight discount, but let, let me keep, keep you guys informed. I give a discount. It's still $50 Yeah. for a small Yorkie. That's a discount. Yeah. $15. You should still be charging salon prices because it's essentially a salon. If you have the proper setup, proper area in your home, it's still a salon. You're still giving one-on-one service. Yes. So, but no, it was fucking crazy. This was in my next door app because some old lady was looking for a groomer. And I'm not saying if you can find a cheap groomer that you like, or if you're on a budget, fine. I get that. But don't expect like luxury for $15. No, but people do. They can uh, fucking idiots. People do. But anything that you want to highlight on your week? Okay, so my work week was interesting. It was very busy. And I had to send a dog home. And then I ended up redoing that dog uh, a different day. But let me tell you why I sent it home. (coughs) Excuse me. She is a Yorkie and this is my first time meeting her and I, you know, we have consultations and I was talking to the lady and the Yorkie is, it's different. It's different. She's one and a half years old, has deformities from birth. Um, she, when she does, um, when she has, she has anxious behaviors, so she'll spin in circles. Mm -hmm. She'll start uh, biting at the air when she doesn't like something. So she obviously like, once you start seeing certain mannerisms, you know, certain things aren't firing. So she is on the probably, um, special needs side Mm -hmm. of dogs. And she's been going to this one groomer who does a pretty beautiful job for what, what the, how the Yorkie is much better than what I did, to be honest. Um, but that groomer had gotten either fired or quit. And so she can't find that groomer. And then she went back to that same grooming salon and another person tried doing the dog and basically sent it home because she couldn't do the dog. So, you know, after the consultation, I explained to her what is probably going on with her dog. And she's like, nobody has ever, ever talked to me more than five minutes about my dog. And, I told her, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to try. This is, is this is how it's going to go. So mm-hmm. I explained to her in great detail how everything breaks down. And after our consultation, I took the dog back. I didn't realize, and she did mention it, but I, it didn't click. The dog was medicated. She didn't tell you? She did, but I, it, like for some reason, I didn't register it and say no at that moment. Because mm-hmm. usually when a dog is medicated, I flat out said no. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know. Like my mind wasn't in the moment when she had said it. You were concentrating <clears throat> on torturing me. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. But the dog was on Doggy Prozac. Um, and basically, I did not even wash the dog. Because we well, wanted... Prozac... It's technically fine because it's... It wasn't... It wasn't... Yeah. The doggy Prozac wasn't like... 
Because I used or, to excuse get me, I'm sorry, Prozac. Doggy Xanax. Oh, okay, yeah. So I'm like, because Prozac is a mood stabilizer that you yeah. take daily. Yeah, and the, the same thing with like the Doggy Xanax. I'm like, oh, okay, it's just an anti-anxiety. But it still hits differently. It hits differently depending on the dog. And I've worked with dogs on doggy Xanax before, but um, this one just hit a little different. So basically... Maybe she overdosed it. She doesn't know. This was her first time using it. Oh, no. So and it was recommended. She did everything the vet told her to do. So this is what happened. I take the dog into the back. We start the groom. Um, because she did tell me that the dog is good for the bath and she's not very good for the blow dryer. She's okay for certain parts of the haircut, but she can't, you can't get a hold of her face. Like you can't touch her face, um, or her front legs or her feet. Okay. You can't touch the whole dog. You can't really touch the whole dog. Like you get like maybe 5% of the dog you can touch. Okay. And again, the dog is not malicious. The dog isn't vicious, but she does do things that could harm herself versus me. So I take the dog to the back. We start the process. When we start getting to those troublesome areas, of course, I have to see these troublesome areas before I can troubleshoot. I have to know how the dog reacts. Dog flips out, gator rolls, goes psycho. I do everything in my power to contain the issues. I stop what I'm doing. I move on to the next thing. I see what the issue is. And the next thing, again, gator rolling, self-infliction, trying to strangle yourself, blah, blah, blah. I stop give her a break. And then I started noticing something. Now, and every time I do these things, I'm just trying to see how the dog reacts and what, I, and I stop immediately. And then I have to go in my head and troubleshoot what the problem is mm-hmm. for the next time. If I can't handle it, it's not so she wasn't doing anything that was, I hate to say it. It's not abnormal to see in a grooming She wasn't being aggressive. She wasn't hurting me. She was doing things that if I don't stop and I keep her, I continue, she continues that behavior, she could eventually hurt herself. I have groomers, helpers, I have slings, I have all that other stuff, but there's still dogs that just will do everything in their power to fight themselves out of those things um, that are containing them safely. And so... Yeah, I put a cone on her, and then I didn't put a... She has 12 teeth, by the way, because she had a deformity and birth. She wasn't trying to bite me, but she was still trying to, like, just move her head around. I just wanted to contain her, so I put the cone on her. And, you know, I saw some people put the cones on just to kind of, like, give them that the illusion that they're a little bit more contained. So I figured maybe this would help. I took it off. It didn't work out. She seems like the type of dog where less is more. Which... Again, I had to do with her another day. And I did find out less is more. But it's just, I have to see what I'm working with first. But the dog started falling over. I immediately Uh. called. Yep, I immediately texted a picture of the dog to the owner. The owner was already in the parking lot. She she came right in. And I told her, we have to give her a break. We were 10 minutes into the groom. All this in 10 minutes? All this in 10 minutes. She had fought. And the thing is, is that the problem with medicated dogs is that when they're fighting and yes, there's medication to counteract the anxiety, but they're also not understanding Mm -hmm. the medication. So they'll 
push through that medication. Yeah. It's a and, fight or flight situation yes. for dogs. And they'll overwork themselves. They'll give them a heart, they'll give themselves a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You don't know how they're going to react to certain things. They don't know how they're going to react to certain well, no, things. Because you can't tell the dog, okay, we're going to give you Xanax. They don't understand. Exactly. And then you can't tell them, okay, this is what's going to happen to your body. Exactly. So this is an unnatural thing. And some dogs, sure, will react fine. Yes. But it's mostly it's because they've been given to them over time. Yes. But usually the first several times, and some dogs never grow out of it, mm-hmm. that they don't like it because their natural reaction to when something is going on with them or they're hurt, injured, ill, they separate themselves out of protection. Yeah. Because you are putting, they're putting themselves where a predator, their mind, a predator can come and kill them, harm themselves. So they have to preserve themselves. So they're going to fight you because they see you as the predator because they're weak. Yeah. So now she's fighting me. She's fighting the medication. The medication is really not reacting well to her. And so I stopped everything. The owner came and she's like falling over. And I'm like, oh my God you need to go home. So she goes home. She realizes that the dog was too fucking high. Yeah. So they went to the emergency. Yeah. They emerged. She went to the emergency vet. She felt so bad. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know she was going to react that way. Like I, you know, I, I did what the vet told me to do. And it's not saying that the vet was wrong. Obviously she's giving you something that's supposed to aid in, relieving relieving some anxiety but it just wasn't for her yeah um so yeah it it was um she went to the emergency vet the emergency vet was like your dog is fucking stoned and she just needs to sleep it off and then she was completely fine so then i see her two days later dog was fucking nuts we couldn't finish the groom completely. But was it a different kind of It nuts? was a different kind of nuts. It was something I could read. It was something I can um, delegate. It was, there's things I can obviously troubleshoot. There was things that I could safely do, and um, there was things that I couldn't do. So the dog, I finished the groom. I couldn't touch the front legs. She didn't get her nails done on the front legs, or she didn't get them dremeled. We did get them clipped. Um, I obviously couldn't get a clipper to her head, but we got some scissoring done. We got it shorter. Um, I tried to scissor as much as her front legs as I possibly could, but she doesn't, she won't let you touch her front legs, even go near them. And mm-hmm. she just will flip out. We got the bath done. We got the blow dry done. Everything was done safely because we knew that the genuine reactions coming from the dog, we can now, you know, fix it. She yeah. doesn't like the blow dryer. What we did was we put it on a fluff dry and we did it on the ground. Yeah. And she sat in somebody's lap. When we did any clipper work, it was with one of my small clippers that are very, very quiet. It's not as appealing aesthetically um, as my more powerful clippers. It doesn't give a very clean cut. But you know what? It's quiet. The dog is fine. We clippered the paw pads and the nails we did the nails first, so we got the hard stuff out of the way, and I thinning sheared her whole head as as much as I could. There. And I told mom, I was like, okay, well, it doesn't look perfect, but this is what we got. How old is this dog? A year and a half. When was the first time it was groomed? When it was a puppy. I'm t- That's why I told her I think there's just something neurologically wrong with the dog. There's dogs that are just... 
not quite there. Things aren't firing. Yeah. And she said that the dog has been like that since she adopted her. And she adopted her when she was like six months old. So, and the dog has very... Has mom tried working with her at home though? Mm-hmm. Mom's very receptive to everything and I appreciate her um, being so Is receptive she doing to it. it properly? That I don't know. I can't, I can't note that. I don't know that. I don't think she's, like I said, the biggest red flag was that a groomer never talked to her for more than five minutes. Ever. Because what I find that And she had stuck with the same groomer for, so she adopted the dog until the, the, like a couple weeks before she came to me. Okay, so a while. So she knew that she couldn't change things up on this dog. Yeah. But whether that groomer was doing things right is a different story too. I don't know what the other groomer was doing. I can't tell you, but I do know the outcome was a very, very good haircut for her. Haircut looked way better than my haircut on this dog. Well, of course, because she had a relationship with that dog. Yeah. So I don't know how it went with the other groomer. Um, she can't find the other groomer, and so that's why she found me. And we did the best we could. I just I talked with her a little bit longer, and I know dog behavior a little bit more than some groomers out there. And so I recognize certain special needs behaviors that the dog was emitting. And there are things that you can do um, physically with the dog and you can do positive reinforcement training with the dog. But I can tell you right now that dog probably with its certain things probably needs um, maybe medical intervention, just saying. Hmm. She just has some behaviors things aren't firing right yeah i had a border collie like that (laughs) yeah it's just things aren't firing right the dog wasn't malicious but she's doing things that are just not yeah like i almost asked if she had a vestibular disorder because she was spinning in circles with her head tilted but then she was fine afterwards and she said no the doctor said that you know the vet said no she hasn't seen anything like that and you know she might she might go to a different yeah she might need to go to a different vet she's a different vet um, but yeah, so there's things that are just not neurologically there and sound with that dog. But you know what? The lesson of the story is be careful with those medicated dogs. I thought that dog was going to die at my table and I sent her ass home. Um, dogs are scary. and the, the owner was terrified. She's like, I've never seen her like this. Her eyes are glazed over. And luckily the dog was just too fucking high. And like anybody who's too fucking high, you just kind of have to sit it out. And they sat it out. The dog slept and was fine. Completely fine the next day. And then she was fine. She was not. She was a very sweet dog when she wasn't being groomed. Being groomed for sure, um, and that's that's opening up more windows for the dog, especially since she's not a malicious dog. Yeah. So it just means that we have to work differently with her. That is it. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that uh, doodle I used to do over at the old shop. Mom was like, <clears throat> "I'm pretty sure my dog has autism." Because she's like, my husband has autism and my kids have autism. She's like, so I recognize the sign. And she's like, this dog just, it, I think he, she has autism. And the dog kind of is what you're describing. And just the whole time it was on my table, never stopped moving. It was yeah. circles. If I wasn't touching the dog. It's neurodivergent, right? That's what it's. I don't remember. Yeah, but like she you're just, just like, not. Yeah, you're just a little di- different. It's a little bit more neurodiverse, yeah, basically. Yeah. So it's like it's just things are a little different with this dog. And uh, it doesn't mean that I have to stop doing this dog. It just means I have to do things differently. Yeah. That's all. Um, but, yeah, that's 
I, I mean, you know, if that's such a thing for, with dogs, I couldn't see Probably why not. Is, yeah. You know, it's just not studied enough, maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the highlight of my week. Oh, and then I did this evil doodle mix that I hate. And that was it. That was it. Otherwise, I had all good dogs. All good dogs all week. Hmm. Oh, I have an update. Um, that guy that left me the bad review? Yeah, I saw! Yeah, he changed it to five stars. He said I was the only groomer that responded respectfully and he wished me luck in my future he didn't understand the passive aggressive tones in that i guess that i did clap it back. so politely oh your clap back wasn't a clap back it was just like it was a polite clap back it was a polite clap back like here are the facts that you maybe it's just because i know you yeah and i know the sauce behind your clap back yes yeah. yeah yeah i was just basically here are the facts you ignored the facts so let me reiterate for you again and you never gave me a chance to even respond. I almost hate his five-star review, though. Yeah. I mean, it helps, but I almost hate it. It's like, you didn't have to do that in the first place. You didn't. You didn't. And did you learn a lesson, or are you just rewarding somebody for teaching you? I don't know. He was definitely just rewarding. I think that's exactly what it is. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know how people understand or who feel that they have that. I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Why isn't it here then? But, yeah, no, he was just, like, rewarding the... Like, oh, you did a great job. A little... I feel like maybe a little mansplaining. A little bit. Like, oh, sweetie, you got back to me. I'm going to give you a five-star review. Okay, so here's... This is what he said. He says, Vanessa, thank you for your reply. Your words alone mean a lot to me. Yes, I tried calling around to other mobile grooming businesses and got the same runaround. I'm sorry, but Las Vegas is such a miserable place. Not my problem. And it's close to impossible to find good help, but not impossible. Of all the negative reviews, we're the only one not only responded to my Yelp review, but responded nicely. I greatly appreciate that. Sadly, it takes a negative review for someone to take notice. I'm glad you did. Therefore, I upgraded five stars. Thanks again. I wish you the best in your business. And it's funny because I never got like an update. I just went on there, I think just to check again to see if that lady posted a bad review just to see. And then I saw that he had changed it. Which is still, I don't know. I, f I feel like a... It's like, bro, you shouldn't have even done the review in the first yeah, place. Yeah, you should have just taken that shit down. Yeah. It's like... I don't need your five star. Obviously, I don't need your five star review. No. I don't. And that's the thing. Like, it didn't even bother me that he gave me a negative review. It's... Because of what it... Because of what it How was. he did. Yeah. Yeah. What it was was that he was just being a, a crybaby. A dick. But yeah, so that's the update on that. Um, but we do have an interview that we're going to be uh, cutting to right now with Chris Bear. She is a house call groomer. Um, we hear you guys. You guys are asking about house calls. Yes, Here we it is. listen. We listen. Like if you have things you want to ask or any topics that you particularly want to talk about, you know, we do we do put out as as best it's, as we can. We definitely you know? put out. Now, whether you like the content or not, that's on you. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we try our best, um, and it's always great when we get to do interviews because it's less work on our part. Uh, <laughs> So, anyways, in, uh, enjoy this interview, or a little, I wouldn't even say it's an interview, but more of just like a little tidbit. Yeah, she comes, she comes, she comes packed with a, a lot of knowledge, so yeah. enjoy Chris Bear. Yep, enjoy. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, we're here with Chris Bear. Um, she is a wonderful house groomer, uh, house call groomer, excuse me. Um, she's been doing this for quite some time, and I'm not going to do an introduction. I'm going to let Chris do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sitting here distracted like, how would one groom houses? Is that putting up my Halloween decorations? I don't know. Yeah. Am yeah. I a great house groomer? Probably. But <laughs> as long as it's not my house. Exactly. Um, but hi, it's awesome to be here. Uh, I have been doing house calls exclusively for I lose track of how long now. I'm Good. sorry. It's, it's been a long time then. At least <laughs> five at least five years that's strictly house call mm -hmm. um I've been grooming close to 20 in the 18 range oh nice and I think that that helped a lot with prepping me to go into house call because I I didn't have as much of that end to worry about you know what I mean when you're yeah because house call is very independent you're all on your own you need to know how to handle shit that goes wrong oh 100 yeah. we both have done tidbits of house call grooming nothing to the extent that you have and that's why we wanted a professional on air <laughs> um because our advice isn't probably going to be the same advice that you can give um but so we kind of have like an idea you know of the in some of it at least <laughs> well the the good part about house call grooming one of my favorite parts is that it is the most personalized grooming service available, both for the groomer and for the pet and the pet parent. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you how I do my setup, but every house call groomer is going to have a slightly different setup that works for them. Their, what they pack, what stuff they keep in the car. Do they even have a car? Because there are some brave souls who house call in the city with a backpack That's and awesome. the subway. And oh I'm like, goodness. how do you even hero. do that? Like, do you not have a table? Like if you're doing no, that? no table, that would be, uh, usually like a suction cup or something where they just attach to the counter if they wow. need the extra, like to keep the dog places. But a lot of times they just do it right on a counter or a washing machine. Oh my God. I mean, I guess you have to be very quick minded um, coming up with um, the logistics like on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's you, you kind of have to be, have to be able to think outside the box. Oh, for sure. A little bit. Wow. And find different ways to do things like uh, fluff dryers and stand dryers. They do beautifully. No way I'm lugging it into a house call. Of course. And a lot of mobiles don't use the fluff dryers either because you're also limited in space, space in your van. Yeah. So you simply learn how to achieve that fluffed out look with a velocity dryer and the correct brushes and product. So it's very similar in house call. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, now they did come out with this really cool little portable fluff dryer. Have you seen it? It's called Does. Do is it like a white square box? Yeah. I was mm -hmm. across from that at SuperZoo last year. And I was just fascinated staring at it because I can see, honestly, I could see that it would be something that I would 
keep and have in my car and not use for everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. <clears throat> those no, one yeah. or two clients that are super picky about, you know, their dog hates the dryer, but they absolutely must be fluffed out. Otherwise it doesn't look like you groom them. Yeah. That I might, I might bring that, that in for. It's nice to, I mean, cause we don't use every tool on every dog in our arsenal. So <clears throat> it's a nice to have an add on, you know, just exactly just to have it just in case. Just and that's, case. that's one of the, the things that you have to develop for yourself as you develop your house call business is what you're going to bring in on every single call and what stays in the car. Okay. Because you may find out there are things that you want to bring on every single call, but you don't really need to. Yeah. So that gets weaned out. So it's, it's almost like your, how you pack constantly evolves a little okay. bit. So kind of like what you're saying is for me, I like to write things down. So I would kind of create, um, an itinerary, not an itinerary, but, um, like a checklist, uh, a checklist. There's a certain term for it. Um, and like an itinerary list, you know, of all the things that are, you have in your vehicle, in your bag, oh, an, an inventory, inventory. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> um, an inventory. And then like, you could go through and be like, okay, well I use this today and kind of like, what am I not using like on a weekly right. or monthly basis? Right. That would be kind of a cool idea. Oh my God. That would be like a, that's just like your weekend, Vanessa. (laughs) You're like, Ooh, what checklist can I make today? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the less you have to carry. Cause I got mine when I did house call, I got it down to like two trips, you know, walking from the car. Oh, see, I am a one trip wonder. I am too lazy to do two trips. Okay. So give us the deets. Like what's your, but I did have to move to two trips when I transitioned to an outdoor model due to COVID. Okay. But, but okay. For an example, pre COVID, my one trip wonder, Mm -hmm. I had a bag on wheels and what I have now is a Zuka bag. Have you seen those? I have heard of them. I'm a part of the house call grooming group. Okay. They're pretty awesome. I don't use the dividers. Mm-hmm. in it because they come with little little bags that fit in so you can compartmentalize. I don't use those, but I use the pockets on the side a lot. So in my basic everyday Zuka bag is a blade case that's on the side and that has everything from a couple mm-hmm. tens, 15, uh, seven, five, four, three, and a 30. Okay. And some backups, like I will keep a random skip tooth or two in there because I'm old school like that. I almost never use them, but since it's in a slim blade case, it doesn't take up a whole lot of space. It's almost like a comforting thing too. Exactly. It's like, I have this if I need it. (laughs) Um, I have my full set of snap-on combs, my clipper, nail grinder, a uh, couple different products, usually just one shampoo. Okay. I'll keep my change of shampoos in the car. And if I didn't yes. decide that I need to change and I don't know beforehand, that'll run back out to the car from or for. Okay. Uh, so how do you handle that situation when you have to s- switch out your shampoos? 
do you let the dog kind of just run wild until you get back or? Well, usually I try to determine that before I get them wet and in the sink. Oh, okay. So that's with the, you know, talking to the person. So then it's, I don't even take the dog yet. Then it's like, you know what? Oh, you have some concerns with Fluffy today. There's been itching. I think, let me try this other shampoo. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So I try not to run back out to my car once I am in possession of the dog, so to Uh speak. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Worst case, if I do have to do that and I'm in some place enclosed, like a bathroom, I will let them down. But making sure it's an area that that's enclosed, they're not going to wreck. I can get them again. Okay. But nine out of 10 times, it's go over what I need before I get the dog in the sink. Okay. And things happen. I find out, oh, I left some th- some of my main blades in the sterilizer box. And then I ask the pet parent, oh, can you hang with your pup a minute? I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. For sure. But yeah, it, there's there's not a whole lot you need for your basic kit. I mean, you need your scissors, your brushes, your combs. Uh, one undiluted shampoo and a bottle to dilute it in. And then as many other fun sprays like quick dry and dematting spray and scissoring spray as you have room for. Okay. It's, it's kind of cool because there's so many, like you can buy larger, larger, um, bottles and then just put them in smaller bottles and just keep like your kit inside your car, be your mixologist before you go in the house, Mm -hmm. go into the house, you know, try to make that one trip and be in and out. So I think that's kind of, I mean, that's nifty. I mean, Vanessa does it similarly with her larger bottles. Um, and I do the same thing because my bathing room is so far away from my actual grooming room and there's no storage in the bathing room. So we have to put everything in salad dressing bottles or condiment bottles. Right. And that's about the size of the shampoo bottles. It's about the size of a condiment bottle. It's, and it's just that the cosmetic mixing bottles you can get yeah. at any of the suppliers. But for the fun stuff, the tiny bottles... Like the, t- you know, those travel yeah. tubes, those yeah. easy, yeah. I use those for the Arturo, you know, those protein and the, the silky stuff. Yeah. Yes. They're like heavy conditioners. The heavy conditioners. You can have three different things of those in your case and it takes up almost no room. Yeah. Cause you or don't even, need that much of it. Right. I will fill that up maybe twice a month. Wow. Because, you know, you use a dollop per dog. Not every dog may get it. Yeah. So it lasts. I'm sorry, but putting big things and little things just makes my heart melt. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, it I'm does. sure it does. And that's why you got two kids. Like, <laughs> Okay, I was going to be professional and not go there, even though I was totally thinking that. Just saying. Vanessa always goes there. But you can't always. say you don't, you don't see that, like, reorganizing and putting things in your own personalized bottles and like minimizing things isn't like no, it's great ultimately like almost like anxiety porn like you're just it looks less stressful yeah yeah and there's there's even room in that for a first aid kit 
because you're going to need band-aids, styptic powder is going to happen, you know, there's, there's a lot more room in there than you think. And the great thing about either those Zuka bags or some, some household groomers carry the, there's like the Stanley, it's a, a rolling toolbox mm-hmm. because it's nice, heavy plastic. You can put your dryer on top of it and strap it down or put your dryer in the bottom. Uh, nice. And keep it like down to one trip that way. Yeah. I had seen someone who just um, bought a Zuka bag. Um, she had her blow dryer and everything else in it. She has a little tiny uh, Metro variable, variable speed blow dryer, little orange one. Yeah. It was shoved like at the, in the bottom. Huh. Yeah. Wow. That must be, I don't know. Does she have a bigger Zuka bag than I? Cause I'm like, I don't know if I could fit in the bag with my other stuff, but I could definitely strap it on top and still wheel it in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen Zuka bags before. This was the first time. And so she just was like, I had my blow dryer. It was right in the bottom. Then she had all her stuff. She had all hers compartmentalized in the bags Mm -hmm. and then put in the little slots. And hers is a chair too. It is. That's the cool thing about it because it's a metal, heavy metal frame. You can sit on it if you need to. Yeah. That's insane. Which is gold. Because when I did it, I used to bring my clipper back in with me because it, you know, Uh I vacuum as I went. So there's less mess to clean up afterwards. And Mm -hmm. I would just sit on my clipper back. (laughs) I because I use I use the hand v hair vac that's the combo dryer vac so that's what I use for cleanup so I that's strapped to the seat of the zuka so I don't sit on it as much as I yeah as I'd like to but I can always for like a hand stripping when I'm going to be there for a while unstrap the dryer and use the seat yeah. And then strap the dryer back on. It's, it's, it's options. And that's yeah. what I mean about everything is customized for, for you, for how you like to work, for what works best for the client and the, the pup. Yeah. So, so with how, with how everything has changed, like the environment has changed, COVID has hit, what has been what what has been your routine mostly like now post COVID or into COVID? Well, I've just started getting back into the routine of being back indoors for the summer. While I could, I did a completely outdoor model. Nice. And for water, they either, it was either warm enough that the, the hose water was fine. Mm-hmm. Or I have since learned that it takes exactly two pasta pots to, <laughs> bathe and rinse a little shizu sized dog oh my so so they will bring me warm water um and i actually this is what made it to to the two trips because i have a a bathing beauty Uh uh-huh and a big tote you know those big storage totes yeah so i put the bathing beauty in there i pop the dog in there uh use the suction cup thing to attach it have that on top of my folding table that's how I wash the dog. Then I dump that. Then I pour the water over and everything is still outside. They're still totally clean. And the people are like, yay, I didn't have someone in my house because it, oh, nice. yeah. it was COVID and scary. But, so um, cool. but now that it's transitioning back, mm-hmm. it's a lot of 
almost common sense safety precautions. I wash my hands a lot. I wear a mask the entire time I'm in their home. I ask that they wear a mask around me. And I try to not set up in the kitchen anymore. I used to groom in a lot more kitchens. Mm -hmm. So now, unless they're going to be out of the house or going to not be in the way, I don't do the kitchen. I do someplace that's more out of the way. Okay. And just wipe down and disinfect everything I'm going to touch. And then when I do my, my vacuum and cleanup, I just spray again and I disinfect everything I have touched just to make them feel a little easier. So everything gets disinfected twice, like the counters, the faucets, anything I may lean against or touch or all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. That's really nifty. And that seems like a really stressful too. Like it, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's, it, it gets better. I mean, yes, it can be, mm-hmm. but I think you get to know your customers. So if I had a customer that I know was not taking things seriously and their kids were just at spring break, I would be a hell of a lot more stressed out than the majority of my customers mm-hmm. who are just like, what can we do to make this feel safe for you? I won't be on the same floor of the house as you. So what do you do in that situation if you know you have a client that's coming up and you just found out um, my kid was at spring break somewhere? Like, do you cancel that appointment? Like, what would you do in that situation? I would, you know, I I have not been 100% in that yet, but I do have my one or two clients that I'm a little Mm -hmm. about how they've been handling things. Um, I verify with them that everyone is feeling well. And I ask that everyone wear masks when they're even vaguely in the same room with me. Okay. And I did write in my, my updated policy and procedures with how I'm handling this, that if these things aren't done, I can discontinue service and not rebook. Like I have that option. Like I'm, I'm flat out letting them know, yeah. you know. Act, Don't make act me right. walk out. Don't yeah. make yeah. me walk out. Pretty much. Don't waste my time. Like if you can't agree. Because I have high risk people at home. So. Oh, so this is extra scary for you. Yeah. 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 My husband has asthma and diabetes. So it's bad enough if I got it and it would literally be a nightmare to me if I got it and then went to another of my clients who is using my service because they're a senior. Yeah but I'm also worried about bringing it home. Yeah. And I think that we have to find a happy medium between being constantly terrified and doing what we absolutely need to do to stop the spread. Yeah. And to be safe about things. So I think, you know, treating every surface like it's got cooties (laughs) and and wearing my mask Mm -hmm. is, is that, is that happy medium for me? Yeah. Um, I think I saw on one of the, the house call groups that this person, I want to say it was a gentleman. He went out and bought like this tent that kind of folds up and folds down like super uh-huh. easy. And I'm thinking like, that'd be really cool. Like you could just set that up in someone's garage. Even if it's cold out, you can right. set it up in the garage and get yourself like a little space heater. 
And now you're like never in someone's house. I've actually, <laughs> uh, you know what? I've actually had customers say that they're putting the space heater in the garage for me. Oh, that's, that's nice. For that. And I'm like, absolutely excellent. I'm cool with that because that, while I think that's a brilliant idea, mm-hmm. that's just one too many things to, un, to yeah. unload and to unfurl for me. But yeah, I have quite a few that it's like, we've already had the discussion over the summer. What, what are we going to do when it gets cold? Are we going to be able to continue in the garage? And sometimes it's a hybrid model where I'll close the garage door behind me. I'll wash the dog in the kitchen sink and then vamoose to the garage. Mm-hmm. So it might be chilly, but not freezing. Yeah. Because yeah. the garage door is closed and I won't be in a high traffic area. Yeah. 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 And and then what what is like... what is ideally or regularly the amount of time that you actually spend inside someone's home um, Mm -hmm. as of right now? Like, let's say for like a small Shih Tzu. Around an hour and a half, between an hour and a half and two, depending on condition of the dog and chattiness of myself and the client and, you know, set up and break down. So in in that neighborhood, I do have one or two small ones that it's like an hour. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But mostly between an hour and a half and two. Okay. So about an hour and a half and two hours, like if you're moving and just keep keeping it constantly moving and uh, working, you're probably, weather's probably not affecting you as much. No, no. Yeah. Cause you're, you just gotta, you gotta keep going and you know, you're still inside. How many dogs are you doing about a day? It depends I usually do about four stops a day. So I usually do about four. I have several multiple dog households. So I have one day every other week that I do about five dogs because it's, and that's only two stops. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so good days. (laughs) Those are good days. So yeah, it's anywhere between four and six dogs, but usually around four, sometimes less if it's a huge dog or if it's a hand strip that I'm going to be there a while. So what time are you finishing up around? Like too effing late, but Uh, that's because I don't like mornings also. Oh, okay. So you're starting later. (laughs) I'm starting, I'm starting between 9.30 and 10. I know there's a lot of people who are like, start right at 8.30 in in the morning or nine. And, and I'm just like, yeah, no, uh, (laughs) I work for myself now and I don't hate myself like that. I could try. And, and I have customers have asked me and they're like, can you get here at nine? And I'm like, I can try, but I'm going to tell you right now, I know myself and <laughs> the likelihood of that is really slim. I mean, I will try. And if they have it, if it's every so often it's happened once in a blue moon where they're like, mm-hmm. I really need for this one time. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'll do that for you as long as you know I don't like it. Right. <laughs> and that I'm doing this purely out of love for you. That's amazing. <laughs> but no, I'm usually finishing up um, around six. Because I'm usually my last appointment of the day is 4, 4.30. Oh, okay. Oh, so you're so getting at someone's house. I'm getting at someone's house oh. sometimes. Sometimes later. But that's... You know, the bad days where everything runs late and there's, yeah. everything takes longer and yeah. 
nails get quicked and equipment breaks and traffic happens and yeah 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 oh so then you're out super late I'm out super but then again if I don't get to someone's house till like 10 to 10 you know what I mean it's yeah yeah it's not it's not it's not it's not a long it's not that long of a day it's a 10 to 6 is a regular eight hour day no for sure but I'm not looking at it as like how many hours you're working. I, me personally, I'm like, I need to be home like at three, three thirty at the latest. Like that's just how I want to be. Mm-hmm. Cause I hate working past that time. I have this weird anxiety about it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> and, know why. <laughs> and that is what is beautiful about working for yourself. You set your hours. Oh, so yeah. you can start at eight and bang things and be done by three. Exactly. And so, I'm like, I can't fathom it. I used to work at a salon and I always had the 10 to 637 shift. And when you're running late, it's like now it's eight o'clock at night and then you're getting home and it's 830. And I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) like, what do I have to do with my life now? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've had days where, cause it, when you're, when you're going out every day, it's really easy to be like, oh, I need to pick up this, this, and this at the market for dinner on the way home. Or mm-hmm. I can just go grocery shopping on the way home because I'm out anyway. Yeah, there have been times when I get home at nine because I had three errands to run after work, but I'm a night person and so it doesn't bother me nearly as much. Yeah. Oh, I'm a night person too, but I'm a night person in my bed. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, no, I'm just, I have weird anxieties. Um, but why don't you give us like a rundown? So people who are like starting out or have been at this maybe for a couple months, it's kind of like, well, do I have what I need in my bag? Or maybe give them like some ideas of like your must haves and like all the things that you were bringing. Okay. Your absolute first must have is the damn suction cup. Um, I don't know what it's called. I know all the major suppliers have it. You can probably get it at like Home Depot as well, but it's a big suction cup with a metal ring in it that you tie that. So it sticks to, it'll stick to a shower door. It'll stick to the inside of a sink. It'll stick to a counter or a cupboard and it'll help you keep the dog from flipping out and jumping out of the sink because it may be in the comfort of its own home, but it's not allowed on the kitchen counters and it knows it and you just put it in the sink and what the actual fuck are you doing, woman? And <laughs> right? And they're, they're, they can, there can be a minute of that that you have to work them through and be gentle with them and get them used to it and, and calm them. But it's easier if you can use both hands to just soothe them and not be playing like soccer goalie, keeping them in... the tub or the sink. Um, But that's probably the one thing that they may not have in their kit right now. And that sounds like I did not have a suction cup. I need a suction cup. And so I can definitely say that's an amazing idea. (laughs) You need a a suction cup. Yeah. 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 And it's like Uh, industrial. Yeah. It's every so often, you know, it, 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 it won't hold and, the dog will go, you'll hear a boop, and the dog will try to get, but it, nine out of 10 times, nine out of, or 99% of the time, it, it holds and it's fine. Awesome. 
<laughs> um, I also am using for the tub. I started out using just slip leads, just those night, you know, the nylon braided slip mm-hmm. leads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found they get musty and stinky in your house call kit, unless you're able to dry them out completely before you repack it. And you're not always able to. Yeah. They get a little smelly. They get a little hard to disinfect. Um, so for that, I prefer, oh, what's the name of that new thing? The, the biothane I just started using. Oh, it's like canine something, right? I think so. Cause there's the tub leads that. Oh, is, alpha. Is it alpha? I don't know. <laughs> I think a couple different places have them now. Okay. So that could be under a couple different names. I just know biothane is the name of the material. Okay. Um, because before that, I was using the uh, plastic coated wires with the with the little yeah. bit of extra protection. Mm-hmm. I hate oh, those. I hate them. I hate them. They're they're <laughs> they're easy to disinfect. So I like that, and they don't get mildew and stinky. But I think it's just too thin a piece around the dog's throat. I just don't care for it mm-hmm. yeah and that um, little protection just moves all over the place yeah anyway. exactly exactly um so i've switched to the biothane because it's flat it's a little little bit thicker so i like that a little bit more and it's once again especially now we have to go with something that is very easy to disinfect and to keep clean it between each dog yeah but those are those are great for the tub yeah um I, for the majority of my dogs, I use a little tiny table that looks like uh, a lazy Susan with a grooming arm on it. You know what I'm talking about? Those (laughs) circles? Because I've got my rolling cart in one hand and that table in the other, and there's my one trip. Nice. Oh, so you don't actually bring in a full-on table. You just bring in the lazy Susan with an arm. I just bring in the lazy Susan with the arm, and I put it on uh, the counter or the washing machine. Now I do have a full size table that I bring in for some dogs because obviously the bigger ones aren't gonna fit on that little, the little spinny thing. But uh, how I have it hooked up with my Zuka, I put the big arm on the back. I'll see if I can get you a picture. Everything is in storage now because I'm out yeah. of commission for a while, but um, I hook up the arm to my Zuka and I carry the big table like under one arm. I have a big handy table. So still one trip. If I need to bring in my bathing beauty because it's a hairy dog, that is in a bag that is over my shoulder. So that is where I look like a legit pack horse, but it's still one trip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that actually that I do have a picture of because I use that as a slide in one of my house call classes. So it sounds like that Zuka bag is kind of the saving grace of the one trip. You know what? Any big enough bag with wheels okay, is the saving grace of the one trip. The Zuka bag I love and think is phenomenal. But if you are in the house call grooming group and you look in our file section, we have pictures of our setups and there's so many different yeah. setups and bags that are, that are great. So yeah, a bag with wheels. Okay. Definitely that. And if you can stack stuff 
on top of it or strap stuff to it, you're, you're good. That's your saving grace for your one trip. That's awesome. Um, so what does your, I mean, I guess it's all kind of self-explanatory how a setup and a teardown is. Um, but how would you, what tips could you give someone to, what am I trying to say? Like make it like with time management with house call. Stick to a routine because you're going to kind of get used to it with, with the setup and tear down. If you do it the same way every time, you'll just get faster. So it'll be easier to, to go. And I, I finally, I've got it. I got it redown because now I'm wiping down everything mm-hmm. as I put it away. And I have to admit, I was horrified into a coma because things we don't think of as dirty, like our clipper cord, right? You yeah. you don't think of your clipper cord as dirty. It doesn't really so clean it. And then you're like, Ugh. until I started wiping it down every day between every dog, like every time I unpacked my clipper, I wiped down the cord with a wipe. And you would think that at the last dog of the day, that wipe would be clean, and it's not. Wow. That's crazy. And I'm like, oh, crazy. We've been, I I mean, I think COVID is actually going to bring some good habits back into the forefront with grooming because I should have been doing this all along. I could just imagine, like, to be honest, I don't know when's the last time I cleaned my cord. Oh yeah. It's, it's been almost like six months because of when I did move all my stuff into my house, that's when I cleaned everything and my cord was dusty at the time. (laughs) It was visibly dirty. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Wow. It's the thing. So it's the things you think of like now, everything that touches a dog, except my scissors, um, between stops will go into a UV sterilizer box. And even with house calls, you can set that up. You don't have to have a shop to do that. Uh, I actually, my car was in the shop and I had a rental car for a week and I still was able to hook up the UV box in the back of the little compact sedan. So is the UV box um, a cigarette port light or do you have an adapter? I have an adapter. Okay. I have, I have an adapter. Okay. I have an adapter too. So that's why I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, it when it's in the back of my truck, oh, can it go in a cigarette port? I have something that plugs into a cigarette port in back. No, it's my adapter. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, the adapter plugs <laughs> into the cigarette port. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. Because it's like a regular plug, right? And then yeah. that plugs into yeah. a wall. So they make adapters that plug into your cigarette lighter that have a, a house plug on it. Yes, and usually more than one. So you can get an adapter and you can have your UV sterilizer box, your cordless clipper, and your uh, Dremel. You mm-hmm. all have a place to charge in your co- car. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Those adapters are really cool. And they're yeah. only like 20 bucks. Yeah, they're, 
They're really yeah, cheap. even the fancy ones, the most you're going to pay is 40. If you get one with like a longer cord or extra bells yeah. or 10 plugs or something. Yeah. It's not that much. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Because yeah. the $20 plug that I have has two USBs and two house plugs. Yeah. That's so. probably the one I have too. Yeah. But um, so any tips that you can give newbie groomers? Like anything you'd tell yourself when you started out house calls specifically or in general um whatever you want to give in general what i would totally wish i told myself when i was starting out because i started out with corporate Mm -hmm. um the world is not going to end if you take a sick day 100 oh i love that that's very true the world is not going to end uh the dog will not suffer if you have to reschedule and I had to to tell myself that over and over again because there were times when I was working with corporate and I didn't take a PTO to spend time with family that aren't with me anymore and I deeply regret that and there are times when I had to have like schizophrenic come to Jesus moments with myself as a self-employed person and say, you know what, you need to take the day off work because working through every Christmas with bronchitis because you worked yourself to death leading up to it is not cool. It's not cool for your family it's not cool for you. You're worth more than that. So, and I think that's one thing that the lockdown has taught us is that, you know, the world didn't end. No. Yeah, you're right. We got our clients back. Ooh, we had to shave some dogs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hair grows. Mm-hmm. And that you really, really need to take care of yourself. And that includes pricing and charging what you're worth. Yep. Because I I would also have that conversation with me starting out house calling because I didn't start out where I should have because I was like, oh, it's just me. I mean, me, me, me. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. stupid shit Mm -hmm. that we all go through and, and may not think of ourselves as highly as we should. But it is definitely a specialized service that should be charged as much if not more than the mobile in your area Mm -hmm. I agree and I think that's something a lot of house callers struggle with because a lot of customers are like well you're going to charge me um, and I'm choosing an actual low number. You're going to charge me $75 for a dog and it's 50 in the shop. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, but you're using my water and electricity. And I'm like, and so does your maid. Mm-hmm. If you have a housekeeper, she's doing that. And you're not having to drive. So I'm saving you two hours out of your day, giving you a personalized custom one-on-one experience with your pet that you can freaking watch not every house caller does that but yeah you know more more pre-covid than now if the dog didn't freak out and you wanted to be in the room go for it Mm -hmm. 
you're not going to get that with most shops, even with the corporate shops, really kind of frown on the owners hanging out outside the glass, like with yeah. their nose pressed against it, uh-huh. washing their, their baby. Yep. And you're not going to get that mobile either. No, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that in mobile. So for the personal experience in your home, the amount of effort the house call groomer has to go through to drag this stuff into your house, create that spa experience in your home, pick up after herself. That's minimum as much as a mobile, if not more. Yep. I 100% agree. 100%. So, 100%. I know we'd, we'd mentioned talking about pricing. We did. <laughs> so cost of living varies throughout the country. And I'm not going to fully go out and say, check what the mobiles are charging in your area, because that could be construed as price fixing, and we don't want to do that. However, um, Laura Hearn, in her book, A Practical Guide to House Call Grooming, has the formula down. If you're running your business as a business to make money, regardless if you're working in a shop or house call or mobile, it's a very similar formula where you figure out how much you need per week to live. You have your bills, you have your business expenses, you have just what you need to live, the the paycheck you need to bring home. Um, I believe, my math is my Achilles heel. So say you you know you wanna do four dogs a day. Mm -hmm. So then you divide, so okay, four dogs a day, say you wanna work five days a week. So that's 20 dogs, 20 dogs divided by that number you need to bring in every week. That's your average groom. So say you want to make $2,000 or $3,000 a month, let's just say. Okay. I got to pull out my calculator. So 3,000 divided by four weeks. Okay, 20 times four, that's 80 dogs. If you're going by four dogs a day, five days a week, that's 80 dogs a month. So then you have, you said Mm 3,000 divided by 80. Yeah, that doesn't seem like enough money. How much is it? It, Because I did that wrong, that's 37.5. Well, yeah, because you're only counting in that paycheck that you're getting. So then you have to account for your supplies, your insurance, um, all your overheads, your gas and stuff like that. And then you need to put aside for um, breakdowns. You need to put aside just like a little nest egg for your business. So there's a lot more to that number, but to be able to make your paycheck, you need to average $37 per dog just for the free. Just for the, just for your paycheck, but that's not going to leave you anything when you need to buy more shampoo. That's not going to leave you anything when you need to Mm -hmm. put gas in your car. Yeah. You need to account for your, your supplies and your overhead. Yeah. Also. And I know where, where I am in Jersey, generally the cheapest you're going to find for a small dog for a house call a mobile is 90. 
Wow. That's, that seems a little cheap to me though. And it is actually, that's really for Jersey. Cheap for Jersey. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's why I said the cheapest you're going to find if you look around is, is 90. I'm hoping like 90 an hour. Uh-huh. You should be charging. Like if you're providing any service to lawn or mobile or house call, mm-hmm. I 100% think it should be an hourly pay style or a uh, sale or whatever price yeah. style. And you know what? That's where the customization comes in because I know a lot of people who don't want to do hourly just because they want to more, they want to be able to take their time and not feel rushed and have a chat with the customer and not feel guilty if they need to like answer a text to another yeah. client. But then you go up from that. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to be here two hours. Um, I need to charge 110. Yeah. You know, and, and as long as you absolutely make enough to cover your business expenses, get a paycheck and have a savings account, because let me tell you, shit breaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you're mobile. I don't have to tell you that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Shit fucking. Oh, and it breaks. It doesn't break when you just get home and you have time to fix it. Oh, no. no. It breaks yeah. while you're mid groom on a dog at a client's house. Oh, no. Yeah. The last, <laughs> the last groom that I had to do before going out for surgery was an Afghan hound and something on my bathing beauty decided to give. Oh, my God. Oh my God. And I, I wanted, I wanted to die. Um, fortunately it was not in the actual unit. It was the, the plug. And I like, I dried my hands very well because I had the tub set up, the dogs in the tub. I, I like Fonzied it. Like I unscrewed it. I banged it a couple times and I got it to work. I'm like, okay, I'm not touching anything. I'm going to get this fixed while I have off. But just for today, I just Please. need it to work now. You've, you've got to have, you've got to really channel your inner MacGyver mm-hmm. when you're house calling mobile because it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But it's so much fun. It is. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the pricing? Uh, I know there's so much, but there's so much. I can't. <laughs> it's literally an episode within itself. It is. It is. You know what? The one thing I want to add to the pricing is if you're doing this as a hobby. Hmm. Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm gonna no, I'm trying to I know we're trying to wrap I'm no we're trying to wrap up, so I'm trying to do this as politically correct as possible because you know what? If it's something you love that you're doing as a hobby, God bless you. Stick it with family and that's it. I'm sorry. But <laughs> but don't tear down people who are doing this as a business when they say you need to charge more because if you're doing it as a hobby, you're doing a disservice to the professionals because you're creating that customer who thinks that 50 bucks or God help us all 35 
15. Oh God. Yeah. We have a 15. You're right fucking now. with me, right? Locally. No, no. no. I local. just screenshotted it yesterday. $15 for a full groom. Well, that's what <laughs> you should see her face. Everybody <laughs> you have y'all y'all listeners out there. If you knew the amount of self-control I was going through to be polite and politically correct and sweet right now. I'm going to go drink right after this. Um, <laughs> I'm like, say, fuck it. I'm reporting you. You're fucking with my money. Yeah. Y- you know what? There was an old commercial uh, for a barbershop. And it actually, no, the commercial was for like Staples Copy Center where they printed signs and you Uh saw people at a barbershop and then you saw them looking across the street at a new place that opened that advertised $15 haircuts. So this original barbershop went to Staples and got a big banner that said, we fix $15 haircuts. Yeah. Uh Oh, yep. Yep, exactly. So that's that's my life right now. Like everybody's showing up in droves. The most, sometimes the most empowering thing you can say to a client who wants your services but doesn't want to pay for it is no. Mm -hmm. And just say, well, I have been grooming for X amount of years. I'm a professional. This is what I provide and this is what my services are worth. If you cannot pay more than $15, I completely understand. I'm sorry that you're you're having a bit of a financial hardship. Then this is the groomer for you. I'm not the groomer for you because I am running a business and this is what I need to do to, to run my business. Yeah. And you're so polite about it. <laughs> I'm polite about it to their face. There's, you know, that's why I like texting. Yes. Now yes. I know it's not always perceived as the most professional way to do things, but you, you all saw my face just now. So anything <laughs> yeah. that can prevent the customer from seeing all of that. I'm 100% behind um, it too. Texting will, is my life. And will let me take a deep breath and say things like, you're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you my mother? Are you like, mm, you're anyway, anything yeah. that will per- keep me from actually texting professionally, but back where I take that deep breath, I am all for because I can't always control what this does. Oh yeah. I have that <laughs> same issue. I have the same issue. I mean, I... I actually broke once and said to a client, well, I said to their dog (laughs) because they didn't want their dog to look like a poodle. Mm. And I turned and the client was over there and I'm here and I turned and went directly at the dog and I went, don't look like your mother. (laughs) And that's not the way to handle things. That's not super professional, just so you know. This is more of a do as I say, not as I do, mm-hmm. because I recognize that was wrong, but it felt amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so, if you know your clients and can do that right laughing, they yeah. might get it. You, yeah. you can pull that off with the right client. Read the room. Read the room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, Chris, where can they find you? Do you have any plugs that you want to give out? 
Uh, you can find me at the Traveling Groomers podcast yes. with Mario Quendo, where we talk about all things grooming and mobile grooming. Uh, when trade shows start again, you can always find me at the Evolution Shears booth. And I am doing a day with Chris Barry Anthony or a Precision Sharp Presents a day with Chris Barry Anthony. And that should be coming up uh, towards the end of February. We haven't nailed down the exact exact date yet, but it's, mm-hmm. it's towards the end of February. So I'm going to be having a lot of cool videos on there with house call and how to and videos of my setup and breakdown. I love it. For, for outdoors and hopefully for indoors. And also some examples on Clipperback stuff. Ooh, love Ooh. it. All right. Well, look out. We got a queen on her way. <laughs> oh, <wait>. All right. <laughs> Oh, she's putting her tiara on. I love it. I, I, <laughs> I love how that was way too conveniently ready at your side. <laughs> you know, I keep it. I keep it right next to my desk because this is where that. I need. This is where I need to. Uh, so when she's doing business work, she's got her tiara. On. Yes. Slay, slay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, thank you so much and giving us like a packed full of information for house call groomers <laughs> thank you it was fun anytime if there's anything else you want to talk about i'm here awesome oh, wonderful <laughs> thank you so much All thanks right. a lot Positive Educational Training is an affordable monthly subscription that helps groomers like us transform our business and take you and your business to the next level. How can you get to the next level? Easy. You can watch all previous workshops and have access to upcoming monthly workshops. As someone who has personally subscribed and purchased one of the offered grouped programs, I can honestly say I thoroughly enjoy the fire it has lit under my ass. Go to our website and click on our sponsor tab to change your future. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, it is, when you're listening to this, we had just had the um, webinar too. So if you were there and you're listening to this episode, I hope you guys had fun. I hope you learned a lot from Chris Bear. Um, check that out. I know we didn't touch too much on profitability for house call and like how to like do pricing. I do have a book I recommend for that, which is called profit first, which Vanessa is the one that recommended the book to me. And so now I'm recommending it to you. Uh, profit first is an amazing book. It changed our lives and it can and will change yours. Yes. So, um, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Um, like follow and share from our Facebook Instagram, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, and make sure you share with your friends and send us more stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com. Yep, groomerhumor at gmail.com. We do have some more stories to read for the next episode, but I think this episode ran a little long, so. Yeah, we had the interview, and then we have our um, webinar coming up. Mm-hmm. Or we have had our webinars. So yes. if you sent us stories, you haven't heard it. They're coming, girl. They're coming. And boy, and then, then all of us. Love you. Bye.